Welcome to Special One Cards Podcast, a weekly podcast on the soccer market, soccer cards. We talk about prospects, we talk about products, and we look at some data to help you make some buying decisions for the future. Hosted by me, Paulo, on a weekly basis. Look for special guests occasionally. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Guys, episode 24, back after a good, uh, I want to say, two-week layoff uh, since um, my wife had our first uh, child, uh, baby boy that was born uh, on March 11th. So I'm extremely excited uh, to now have a son. Not very excited with what's happened this last evening with the sleep schedule, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, trying to stay relevant, obviously, in the hobby and continue to produce some content for you guys uh, through this channel and through Instagram primarily. Obviously, a lot of you guys have been on there, and I appreciate the messages you guys have sent about congratulating me and checking in and asking for this next podcast. So it is finally here, uh, obviously, recording Wednesday morning on the 29th i think i had said initially that i wanted the podcast to come on tuesdays but it's wednesday so i kind of disappointed you guys again but um so we've been off for about two weeks now uh we didn't have one last week or the week before so hopefully we can make up some time here no guests this week obviously i wanted to get some content out to you guys uh because of the break that we've been on uh right so life happens uh babies arrive things of that nature it's a good thing we had some time to prepare you know, most notably nine months, not really, but, uh, you know, it's an adventure thus far. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, to have, uh, you know, a baby son now. Uh, so it's, you know, it changes your perspective on some different things, uh, kind of helps you start thinking about what's important, what's not important, etc. Um, so this, this episode is probably gonna be a little bit more kind of uh, informal. Uh, I do want to talk about some data points that I posted recently. I do want to talk about some of the uh, different things I'm looking at, some of the new stuff that's coming out that uh, we're looking forward to, that I'm looking forward to, uh, that some of you might be looking forward to, um, and just kind of uh, and talk a little bit Champions League football too. That's a few weeks away, obviously, um, you know, especially with my team Benfica still in it. it it's going to be great. Um, so, um, one of the things that I really want to talk about, and this is kind of one of those, uh, rants or you could call it kind of disdain. Um, and this is not intended to, you know, it's not intended to offend anybody or intended to single anybody out, but I want to make something clear. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, I posted some Mason Greenwood data in terms of what was going on with this market ever since is let's say, um, a dismissal of whatever case was being brought up against them. We all saw the video. We all saw the audio. We know what a terrible thing it was. I want to make this perfectly clear to everybody that I do not at all condone that behavior uh, that was presented or and done by Mason uh, in that con- in that fashion. That is not acceptable in society. It has never been, nor should it be. So I want to make that perfectly clear. The reason why I covered that a few reasons. Uh, one, uh, I had done an interview. I, I was interviewed by um, Soccer Collector a few weeks back. 
Um, and if you're not following him on Instagram, please do. I think he just launched a podcast too, which I'm going to take a listen to. Uh, it's, uh, excuse me, Soccer Collector. Uh, his uh, IG is um, the Soccer Collector underscore. So take a listen to his um, uh, podcast. I think he's got a new one. I can't remember the name of it. And I got to like try to look it up so I can take a listen to it. He hasn't really promoted it that much quite yet. Uh, and hopefully uh, I'll have him on here at some point and he i'll be on his whatever the case may be but um he had interviewed me for an article that he wrote uh he is an aspiring journalist uh studying journalism in school wants to become a uh, a writer a newspaper which is really kind of cool i think that's awesome uh content obviously creator to become one of those guys uh and we talked a little bit about mason greenwood that specific fiasco uh, what he did to his girlfriend at the time, etc. Now, the reason why I ran that data on his card sales, one was because I was, I was curious after speaking with him um, about that situation, uh, especially with the dismissal, I think that came like a week or two after we had kind of done that interview. And it was kind of important for me to look at that data just to see how the market was reacting. Uh, and the market was reacting in kind of a speculative way, right? You recall the the numbers that I had posted uh, on that. And Greenwood, you know, the sales for Greenwood after kind of his uh, dismissal, I hate to call it dismissal because it's not really dismissal. Society kind of makes our own judgment, right? Um, you know, we had talked about, you know, December and January uh, combined card sales of Mason Greenwood, uh, Mason Greenwood cards were about a uh, hundred cards. All right. And then in February, as soon as his case gets dismissed, all of a sudden you had 142 sales card sales. And I haven't tracked it again in March at all, but I want to make it perfectly clear that I do not condone, nor do I support Mason Greenwood in uh, the behavior that he committed against his girlfriend. It's number one, it's violent. It's not okay to hit a woman, etc. So Take that with what you will. Don't always assume that just because I'm posting stuff that I'm supporting a certain player or supporting a uh, certain type of behavior. That is not the case. Um, so um, I, I wanted to address that. I'm not saying anybody out here, but I want to address that, uh, number one. The other part of it is Instagram and where you post things uh, and how you do it or what you present uh I like to do things very transparent. I'm being very transparent here by telling you guys these things. Uh, I don't support the behavior, but it is worth to report that those card sales uh, for a few reasons, because it shows kind of the hobby's intentions on Mason Greenwood now. And I'm going to say this now because I'm going to be very transparent. Again, like I said, I'm going to be very honest with you, all of you. And I've talked about this before, but when you look at athletes that have committed um, I don't want to compare things, but, you know, you have Aaron Hernandez, you have Mike Tyson, you have Kobe Bryant, who's in the news with, uh, you know, non-consensual behavior, whatever the case may be. Here's the thing. We live in a forgiving society where people forgive athletes for certain things. Mike Tyson went to jail for rape uh, for quite some time during the prime of his career. He is now a beloved individual now. You take a look back, and I can't remember if Mike Tyson did this or not at that point in time, um, but with Mason Greenwood's situation, consider this for a second, um, and this is not me really speaking from my kind of Catholic beliefs and my beliefs and what the Catholic Church teaches me in terms of forgiveness, forgiveness and why forgiveness is so important. 
in a forgiving society, we forgive people. We forgive people when people can acknowledge their wrongdoings and ask for apologies, right? Um, and I want you to think about this for a second. And I'm sorry to be so serious, but talk about Mason Greenwood. If he comes out and apologizes tomorrow for his actions in a sincere manner, would you forgive him? Um, I know in my situation, I think it would go a long way. I may not forgive him right away, but I think it would go a long way to help his reputation um, within uh, not only the hobby, but the soccer community uh, and the sports world. Uh, somebody, a, an athlete who can acknowledge his faults uh, and show, um, you know, empathy and, and show uh you know, weaknesses by, uh, you know, talking about his weaknesses, right? Um, I think sometimes we are, we are trained, and I talked this a little bit with soccer, the soccer card collector, we are trained to um, not show that emotion or not show that side of our humanity because we're afraid of how society is going to react to it. And in this situation, I think Mason Greenwood's best play here, obviously, is it's not a play, but it's his best opportunity is to come out hold a press conference, apologize for his actions, uh, accept the wrongdoings that he had committed, um, and ask for that forgiveness. And then you choose to forgive him or not if you want to. Michael Vick did that. Uh, I forgave him for that as a pet owner. I mean, um, you think about that and the amount of uh, strength it takes somebody to acknowledge that they were wrong in what they did. Uh, and then on top of it, to ask for forgiveness and to be uh, sorry and apologize. That's extremely important. And it holds a lot of weight with me personally. Um, uh, and I think it should with some of you too. So consider that. I just want to make that kind of clear. Um, I do not at all, in fact, support any of his behavior or what he did at that point in time. And, you know, again, like I said, if he does come out and apologize, then I, I may feel differently. Um, furthermore, uh, and I'm not even talking about just cards in general. I'm just talking about just in general and how you kind of view the person. So, you know, I hate to be a Debbie Downer to start the episode that way, but I wanted to clarify that with a few folks uh, because I think I've gotten a few messages that weren't um the most uh, appealing to me in terms of uh, people maybe feeling that i'm supporting his behavior that's not the case or supporting the player that is not the case um, i will support him if he does again come out and apologize for his wrongdoings and move forward with his career uh, and move forward with himself and to make himself a better person so we've all made mistakes in our lives maybe you haven't if you're listening to this um, I know I have, uh, and uh, at times, you know, you feel fragile and you need to apologize and you need to ask for forgiveness. That's important. And forgiving somebody is as powerful as asking for it as well. So think about those things. Anyways, that's kind of long exasperated message. Um, the other piece, um, I kind of, you know, another rant of mine is uh, some of these um other podcasters that are out there uh, stealing names of, of other podcasts is crazy. Uh, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, you, you've got some individuals, you have to be careful in the hobby that there are people that uh, will claim that they are for the hobby. Um, yet, if when you approach them to do a, a trade or a transaction, it's not really a for the hobby type of trade or transaction. So, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm pretty uh, 
disgusted to say the least uh, by some of these individuals. Um, I'm not going to name any names. I don't need to promote them. Uh, they certainly have a lot more followers than I do. If this gets back to them, maybe they'll know who they're talking about, uh, who I'm talking about. And if they do, and it's an, it's an admission of guilt. And I'll leave it at that. And again, I hate to be the bearer of the freaking bad news here and talk about this kind of crap, but it, it is what it is. Anyways, interesting enough, I saw a few posts this morning. Uh, Tops UK launched the first edition this morning. Um, I saw a lot of reaction. People were upset with the price point of um, first edition, which includes, you know, Champions League, Europa League, and Europa Conference League players. So um, I'm actually, it's a paper-based product, obviously. Uh, I'm actually, obviously, very excited for the product. I haven't bought any yet. It's still sitting on the website. I think it's about 170 pounds. I think 170 pounds, if I do a quick calculation here, uh, in terms of conversion into U.S. dollars equals um, about today it's $209. So um, pretty expensive uh, in terms of, and I think that's what people are complaining about. And I can't remember what first edition released that last year. I want to say it was probably like 225 or 250 I can't remember, um, and I can't even pull that up right now. So I wish I could... Um, Kind of pull that information right now, but I but I can't. Um, I'm not that disappointed in the pricing. I get it, uh, and I understand it. It's first edition. Uh, it's a limited print run. It's a lot more scarcer than you know your regular flagship that's coming out or your top scroll that will come out eventually. So I'm excited for. I kind of I haven't seen the checklist yet, so that's kind of before I make any judgments. I don't want to kind of make uh, an anticipated kind of oh this product is trash. The checklist sucks or uh, they could have done this, they could have done that. I'm going to kind of wait and see what happens um, when they do release that checklist. I do, um, you know, in particular to the car design, I think they look a little bit cleaner uh, than last year. They look nice. Uh, pretty happy about that. Uh, curious to see who's in the set, obviously. The checklist is going to be kind of interesting to see who is in there. Um, and, uh, you know, you had some people, you know, Pack the Rippers complained. One of his quotes on the post was, uh, that's a fucking joke, right? You put Celtic in this, but not Rangers. What the fuck? They got knocked up before we even did. Yes, we did horrible. How can you have Celtic who never make Europe past Christmas in this, but not. Okay, so, you know, that's kind of a funny comment. Just an angry Rangers fan, which is cool. I mean, I, I love that passion. Um, Needless to say, I just ask that many of you be careful who you try to deal with. Um, some of those so-called for the hobby people out there, they're not for the hobby. They're not for you. They're not for me. They're not for helping. They're not for nothing. So leave it as it may be. Now, on to the fun stuff. So I wanted to kind of run down some of the data over the last few posts that I've had. Uh, primarily, I want to talk about the Merlin product, uh, both the 2020-2021 and then 21-22, uh, whatever. The last two Merlin products. I broke down some numbers in terms of the graded cards, especially looking at my kind of two favorite parallels out of the set. The true golds, which are numbered to 50, and then the atomic golds, which are also numbered to 50. So when you look at uh, 
2020, the first iteration of the Merlin Chrome set. You had about 683, not about, but this is accurate, 683 cards that were graded, okay, uh, in between both the gold and atomic gold. Um, so let's cover the gold first for 2020. 334 cards graded, uh, total gold. Those are the true golds, 94 PSA 10s, 198 PSA 9s. The gem rate is 28.1%, really low gem rate for those cards. Now, the Atomic Gold is a little bit different. Uh, 349 cards graded uh, that were uh, Gold Atomic or Atomic Gold, whatever you want to call them. Um, so not much difference from the True Golds. And then PSA 10s, we had 185 of those, uh, almost double exactly uh, in terms of uh, what gemmed. Um, and then 128 PSA 9. So that equals a 53% um, gem uh, rate on the atomic golds now i am an atomic gold guy too i like the atomic gold cards better in terms of uh visually uh, aesthetically pleasing to my eye um, but based on this data you know you you look at the true gold with it's a lot lower gem rate nearly half the gem rate of a uh, atomic gold you have to start to kind of think about this and and start to wonder in terms of you know, the, the hobby is really driven by scarcity uh, and the scarcity that is um, available to command higher prices, right? So if there's lower um, options available, those command higher prices. So true golds could be, in fact, the play here. I haven't looked at primarily pricing um, on atomic versus gold uh, for specific players yet. I think that's the next step here. Uh, maybe for next week's episode, I'll cover that piece. Uh, but I think this was interesting to kind of do this analysis. Now, if we look at this past uh, um, release uh, for 2022-23, Merlin gold versus atomic gold. So there's been 383 cards graded uh, from that set. So we're still kind of early on. Um, and 194 golds, uh, 52 PSA 10s in true gold, 124 in PSA 9. So you had a 26.8% gem rate, which is lower than the year before still. So true gold continues to be a little scarcer. Now, the interesting part I saw about this is that the gold atomics, you had 189 graded. It's a little less than the true golds, not not much difference very close again like the previous year but you had 60 psa 10s and you had 104 psa 9s now the atomic golds are only a 31.7 percent gem rate from this past year's merlin set really interesting so the the pattern hasn't really changed there um the one pattern that i see that's kind of changed is the gem rate on the atomics the atomics has fallen considerably uh less than half it was 53 53 percent the year before it's 31 percent now so almost half um again uh is true gold a better play maybe uh again i have to look at the pricing on each rookie and try to identify where opportunities lie i know for example i bought a, a merlin true gold fabio vieta uh, rookie recently i paid i think 46 bucks for it I, I did kind of a best off on ebay and the guy accepted it i'm still waiting on that to come back from psa hopefully it gems um so uh you know, in terms of when you look at those cards, are those 
because the gem rate's so low, with them being scarcer, will those be a more in demand card, or are there collectors that uh, specifically like me that likes looking at the, the atomic gold a little bit better? Or you may have a collector that says the true gold is more beautiful and just more simple, right? Sometimes simplicity drives card prices, and this could be a case here. I don't know. We'll have to see how that pans out. Um, the other numbers I ran um, for you guys as I looked at. Um, I kind of revisited the World Cup Prism set uh, from 2022. I wanted to go back and look at what we were at uh, in January. So back in January, the gem rate on uh, Prism was about 35.2%. Um, at that time, the gem rate is now 31%. So it's come down a little bit. Um, interesting enough, uh, cards that were lower than the PSA 9, uh, they account for 21% of the PSA population. So meaning when you send two Let's say you send 10 cards out of Prism. Um, that set from 2022 World Cup Prism. You're more likely to get two out of the 10 to be PSA uh, eight and a half, eights or under nine. So it's really kind of interesting. Um, thus far, um, you've had uh, with World Cup Prism, there's been 9,644 cards graded. Um, 4,568 PSA nines, 3,066 PSA tens. And then... Uh, 2010 cards below uh, PSA 9. So right in line with my statistics that I kind of gave you before. Um, I looked back, uh, initially I'd done some analysis on the uh, base card sales at that point in time. So back in January, for example, uh, Julian Alvarez PSA 10 base. Uh, I didn't look at parallels. I wanted to look at base again, compare apples to apples, compare them again. Uh, to what I posted in January. Uh, back in January, Julian Alvarez uh, Prism PSA 10 was $71. It's now $32 as of March 23rd. That's a 54.9% decrease. Agave PSA 10 in January was $61. Um, on March 20th, one sold for $38. So about 38% decline there. And interesting enough, I had looked at Lionel Messi as well. Back in January, uh, PSA 10 base sold for $267. And then on the 22nd of March, it sold for $129.99. So about a 50% reduction there, even on a Lionel Messi base where, um, you know, I think that card's going to be significant. He won a World Cup. Uh, I think it's still could hold value in the future. Just not sure how much. Uh, again, it's kind of the what are people doing with their base? Are they chucking it, throwing it out? keeping some of it. I know I keep some of it um, just because I think it's important. Um, as the years go on, you'll see more and more cards be kind, kind of like, oh, I had that card. I threw it out or I donated because it, it was base. It wasn't worth anything. I mean, stuff could change down the line, especially if you're long-term, you, you may be in your best interest to save some of that stuff. So, um, and especially with Prism because it only releases every four years. Uh, so that's pretty crucial um, to think about. All right, I want to talk a little bit about um, some of my pickups lately. Uh, I picked up a few different things lately. I've been kind of playing around with PWCC a little bit more in terms of looking for some different cards you can't find on, on eBay. I picked up a Figo Rookie uh, sticker from uh, 92-93 Panini Longa Vida Portugal to PSA 6. I don't think there's any – I'm trying to remember. I don't think there's any others graded higher. Um let me just think. There's there's a total population of 16, and there's only one higher than the one I got. So um, significant money I paid for it. It was probably a little bit over 400 bucks, if I remember correctly. Uh, but it's a rare card. It's an older sticker, etc. I bought a Zidane as well. I bought a 1994 Panini Foot Zidane. Um, 
uh, I'm pretty sure he's in the Keynes kit there, if I can remember correctly. It's a PSA 4. I just like the card. It was rare. Price was right. Good enough for me. Happy to get it. And I also bid to pick up a Pepe rookie, uh, Portuguese Pepe Defender, 2003 Panini Football PSA 8. Um, I believe this sticker um, uh, has a total population of 11 only two or higher. Uh, when I say total population, I'm talking about the complete um, population of grades. So there could be a one out there that would include PSA 2, PSA 3, 4, 5, all the way through 10. There's various ones. I count those all up together in terms of population. There's only two higher than this one. I figured Iconic Defender, possibly one of the best defenders over the last, let's say, uh, 15 years. Uh, I put them up there with Ramos, obviously. They had a great partnership at... Real Madrid for many years. There's no coincidence they won all those Champions League titles, obviously. So, um, you know, I just thought that was a nice piece to add to the collection to keep. Again, a lot of the stuff, some of the stuff you look at, and uh, if it's something you like, why not buy it and keep it for yourself? That's kind of important in terms of finding that kind of happy medium a card I love, a player I, I really enjoyed watching player thought it was iconic rare things to have in your pc and that's what it's all about at the end of the day whether you're investing or collecting you like rarity you like things that uh not everybody has right uh but then again you also have the opportunity where there might be cards that you like because they're visually appealing uh, i mean i have plenty of cards that are based that are i think they're awesome cards where I, like i don't want to get rid of them and i may even grade some of them just to keep them so uh, those are some things to consider. So um, spotlight this week on a prospect. Uh, again, we talked a little bit about first edition coming out shortly. Um, I'm hoping he is in the checklist. I haven't seen the checklist yet, so I'm not really sure. Um, and this one is for all my Mexican friends, obviously. Uh, you guys have a budding superstar in Santiago Jimenez, who is at Feyenoord this year. He's a 20-year-old, 21-year-old center forward. He has scored 15 goals this year. He's provided three assists in 34 games across all competitions. Before he went over to the Eredivisie in Holland, um, and Feyenoord paid $4 million uh, to Cruz Azul for his services, uh, he had already scored five goals in five games for Cruz Azul uh, back in Mexico this past year. So um, I really liked what I see from this player. And one of the reasons why I talked about him in my IG post um, earlier this week was because Benfica is on is hot on his tails. Uh, I think Benfica uh, would be a great move for him, uh, obviously in terms of uh, finishing up or cleaning up his game or uh, improving his game. I think Benfica is a perfect place for him. And now you're probably asking, well, why would Benfica want him? They already have Gonzalo Ramos. Listen, I think Gonzalo Ramos is going to be on his way out this summer. They're going to be selling him. They're going to try to maximize profit there. Um, uh, to get to the club and bring the next man in. And then Jimenez could be that guy. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think at Benfica, obviously, he can develop there a lot uh, a lot more uh, pieces to his game um, for for his for his next um, – um, take it to the next level, really. You know, from Benfica, who knows what happens after Benfica. Uh, but at 21 years old, Benfica could groom this kid like they did with Darwin Nunez and then move him on. Um, a strong player, extremely strong and, and aggressive. Uh, you know, um, he, I think he's one of those players that has a huge potential ceiling or upside. Um, 
that still needs to be developed further. And that's why I think Benfica would be a solid move for him. We all know Benfica's got one of the best academies in the world. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, he does have one card there now. For me, and a few people have asked me, um, you know, Tops Now, how I view Tops. I view Tops Now cards are really cool cards. I think they're great. Do I think they hold a lot of long-term value? I'm not so sure. Um, given Santiago's only got really this card, uh, he's got some other ones and some other products um, that are not pack-pulled. So I kind of tread carefully when I look at cards. And I only specifically want to look at this top snob because this is kind of the closest thing you have to a pack-pulled card um, that is not kind of a game-driven card, um, like through match attacks or one of those tops kind of games that you play online. But his uh, 2022 tops now, it's card number 11, had a print run of 1150, which isn't that much, 1,151 cards. Uh, they're selling on eBay anywhere from 999 to 1197 approximately. So um, if you think if you're a collector and you want to have one, then why not? You know, uh, I think that print run's not too high. Might be a good little play to have, especially if you can grade quickly and then turn around and move those once he makes a move. If he makes a move to Benfica or, um, again, I'm not sure how much impact that'll have on his cards. I think these are the type of cards that make me a Mexican fan base. Uh, shout out to the Mexican fans that listen to this podcast. Um, will probably appreciate this card more than, than others. So, you know, uh, tread carefully. I always tell people to tread carefully on top snot cards. I like those cards. They're cool. Like there's a Jude and a Holland card together uh, on a card. I can't remember the number of that card, but I love that card. That card's really cool. It's an iconic card because um, undoubtedly those guys probably will never play again together. So uh, it's kind of a cool card. Um, I also um, wanted to kind of discuss um, – Pedro Gonzalez a little bit. I think a lot of people are kind of underestimating his impact of the type of player he is. So Pedro Gonzalez, he's got 17 goals, nine assists. And this is as of March, like 22nd. I haven't really pulled up the latest stats in terms of what I've watched, but he has been really an incredible player uh, for a sport thing. Um, you know, he's a really good feel-good story, the way he came up. Uh, he actually did uh, trial at Wolverhampton for a little bit, scored some goals in a few games there too, but they decided not to keep him at that time many years ago. He reminds me a lot of the way Bruno Fernandes was kind of uh, brought along and groomed and kind of developed as a player uh, through time. You know, Bruno Fernandes, you know, he went to UD Nins in, in, in Italy, played there in Syria, etc. groomed himself, went back to sport thing etc. You get what I'm saying. But Pedro Gonzalez, I think, you know, we hear a lot of the 24 years old, he's too old. I don't think he's too old. I mean, you look at these guys hit their primes in the 26 to 29 category primarily. But take a look at his Chrome cards uh, and his Sapphire cards. You know, um, in terms of, uh, and I included autos in these numbers, he's had 101 of, 101 of his Chrome cards graded uh now, keep in mind, there are 31 variations within the Chrome set. Um, the gem rate on those, uh, between those, is about 44.5%. Sapphire, different story. He's only had 16 cards graded, and there's only six variations. Uh, and those have seen a 75% gem rate. Now, the Sapphire, in terms of what I've looked at, is the centering, obviously. There were a lot of centering problems with uh, those cards this kind of past year that I saw uh, personally on anything I opened or anything that I saw that I could grade. Um, I kind of learned uh, which 
uh, cards with 10 and which wouldn't, uh, you know, and that's, that's to practice, obviously, which brings me to another kind of lesson that some of you, um, and I try to pull this information to help people out, but when you look at cards uh, going forward in the hobby, if you're an investor, if you're really kind of money driven on this stuff, and you're really looking for low pop things, you really need to understand which sets provide that low population kind of opportunity and the price um, and the price comparisons. Okay, what I mean by that is you have a few factors. You have low pop, right? You have gem rate, and then you have um, uh, possibly variations, uh, and then the player, obviously. So. When I talk about gem rate, gem rate's extremely important. When you have a gem rate, for example, the Chrome there, I stated to you guys, 44.5% gem rate uh, on Chrome, which is significantly low. Um, and then his Sapphire, Pedro, Pedro Gonzalez, we had a 75% gem rate. You have scarcer cards. You have cards that are coming out of Chrome that are a lot harder to grade, and they don't gem as much as a Sapphire card, based on the statistics that I pulled uh, off PSA um, uh, population report. So this is kind of something I probably need to go into further uh, with a post or discuss on another podcast. I think I'm going to do that actually, because I think it's interesting to start to look at scarcity and how important it is. Um, we, we, we commonly, we're always looking for low numbered cards. So even when I've done, I haven't done a whatnot show in a while, but a lot of the questions were, do you have any numbered stuff? Okay. It's a good question, but you could take it a step further and you could kind of identify, okay, which set possesses the lowest gem rate um, out there? You know, is it Merlin? Uh, for example, if Merlin's got the lowest gem rate, I want to go after Merlin and try to find PSA 10s out of that set or find cards raw value that I think could 10 because those make them rare. Those make them extremely rare. So I think we'll do that uh, on an upcoming episode to kind of discuss where opportunities are in terms of how gem rate plays a point in that and the price differences um, of what they're available. And I don't know if anyone's ever looked at that in that aspect, but I think that's really important. Your gem rates based on your set and then understanding the flaws each set has. Uh, I think it's really critical to understand particular sets and which flaws they have and why the gem rates are so low. I've gotten really good at that, especially identifying certain sets where I can tell um, they all had this issue or this card all had this issue or, you know, uh, a product may have a dimple on the same spot and every, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, maybe that's an episode to come up in the future, but um, yeah. So Really, uh, that was all I had. Uh, I know this podcast seemed kind of a little, uh, and I didn't want to shortchange you guys and leave you three weeks without an episode, but I wanted to kind of come on really quick and give you some thoughts, some perspectives, some opinions that I do have on um, what's going on out there. Uh, I know there's you, you see more and more people getting scammed, unfortunately. Uh, be careful. Uh, it's a desperate time in the hobby. There are a lot of desperate folks that basically, and I've said this time and time again, are in over their heads and they can't seem to get out of it. So um, they do as much as they can uh, or what they can to really kind of get out of that, uh, that feeling or that stress of being uh, over their heads. Um, again, I encourage you, obviously, if you... 
you know, uh, if you have any uh, issues or, or problems, or if you're thinking, or even if you're wondering, am I being ethical in what I'm doing here? You know, ask, ask your friends, ask people in the hobby, uh, and they'll give you their thoughts. It's better to ask people um, if you're going to be making a mistake or not uh, versus creating something that could ruin your uh, reputation in the hobby. So, um, you know, for me personally, it's been kind of fun uh, to do these podcasts. I started this in August. I think I've done okay. Uh, I want to reach more people, obviously, and I don't get discouraged. I could have quit uh, a month in and said, nah, I don't need to do this because nobody's listening. And I do see that people do listen. So thank you so much for listening still. Um, if you guys could uh, help me spread the word, put it in your stories on Instagram, put it on your stories on Facebook, put a, post them on on uh, in Facebook groups for me. I'm not that active on Facebook. So if anybody can post links to my podcast on Facebook soccer groups, that would really help me. It goes a long way. Um, you know, and if you ever want to be a guest, you know, shoot me an email. I've had a few people that have, have asked and they've come on. Uh, some people I've asked, uh, this is really an open forum to really get people involved and uh, understand everyone's journey and why it's important. And if you're still in the hobby now, that's great. I'm glad you're still here. Uh, you should be proud that you're still here because a lot of people have left, uh, which is sad. Um, but we're starting to see kind of the collector base stick around, uh, which is good. And I didn't mean to be such a uh, kind of a uh, negative Nancy at the beginning of this episode with the Greenwood talk and then with the the talk on some of these podcasters out there that, you know, claiming they're for the hobby. But I got to get that off my chest. I can't, I, I'm sick and tired of it. Um, there, there's just this, this is like uh, connotation of 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 people that uh, say all these things and then they act a different way and they don't act the way they talk. Uh, I, for the most part, um, I think I'm true. Uh, I want to be transparent. I want to be true to everybody. Um, I want to tell the truth in terms of what I'm talking about, what I believe in, um, and I credit all of you there for for kind of still sticking with me and listening to me. It's really important. Um, you know, my intention here isn't to uh, create a career out of being a podcaster or a soccer watcher or a soccer card collector, flipper, whatever you want to call it. Again, we all sell stuff to help our PC. Um, that's not my intention. If it happens, it's great. Uh, it, it, it's, it'll be great because uh, it's something I enjoy. But other than that, I do have a real job. Uh, I, I work every day. Um, this is just fun for me and I hope it's fun for you. So again, I thank you for listening. Don't forget to uh, follow me on Instagram at special one cards. Shoot me a message, introduce yourself. If I've never talked to you, uh, I'm always up for talking hobby with people. Uh, and maybe we'll do a live sometime soon and get people on, uh, on a live kind of uh, on Instagram to talk some footy or something. Um, next week we'll do kind of uh maybe i'll have a guest next week i'm not sure kind of want to talk a little bit about champions league but thank you again for listening uh thanks for hanging with me thanks for being patient um you know i'm on this new journey so uh with, with this child but i'm going to continue to be here for you guys and help you guys as well as much as i can so give me a follow at special one cards on instagram give the podcast a follow give it a review on all your platforms that you do listen to the podcast on spread it around the world for me it helps me gain audience helps me gain traction in the list helps me get notoriety again i don't want to be an influencer i'm just trying to be true to everybody and try to be 
objective and transparent with uh, with folks in terms of what I'm looking at. So have a good week, everybody. I appreciate you guys sticking with me um, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Special One Cards. Join us again next week. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. DM me any questions, concerns, hobby rants, or experiences you've had at shows online. Something for us to kind of talk about a little bit more. Again, thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it.